0: Hello and welcome to the Cult of Pop. My name is Brian Stevens and with me is reoccurring co host. I'm Drew And a special new guest host.
1: I'm Paloma Gonzalez. Uh how's
2: it how's it going, guys? Pretty good, how are you?
1: Yeah, it's going good.
2: Glad to be back again. Yeah, it's good to t- two in a row, man. Yeah? Yeah, I I might Do I get have to, like a varsity jacket, like the
0: S N L jacket? Yeah. I might have to start paying you in uh Uh, bitcoin or something (laughs)
2: Um, i can buy hitman
0: (laughs) you can buy hitman or uh what is uh uh dark web uh uh, vape juice crocodile
2: from russia or vape juice i can buy oh my god you can buy a mango jewel pods
1: now illegal
2: in the state of massachusetts all vaping for the next four months well you know if you
0: for the next four months what yeah just four months i'll get my yeah it's
2: I Your guess is as good as mine.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we have a pretty awesome show for you today. We're going to have some media hot takes here at the, at the front end of the show, um, and then we're going to finish with a review of Hustlers. Uh, let's just hop right into the – let's hop on the, the good foot and do the bad thing. Um, Drew, why don't you kick off uh, media hot takes for us?
2: Okay, cool. So uh, Paloma and I both saw this movie actually, but we saw Ad Astra uh, this week. And it's one of those movies where it's been, like, mixed to negative audience, general audience reception, and then critically kind of acclaimed. And I get it because it's, like, clearly a financial failure because it does not have wide appeal. But I thought it was really fantastic. Um, Just a really great, heady space drama uh, fantastic world building, great effects, uh, great performance by Brad Pitt, and yeah, I, not a lot of people saw it, and I think people are aware of it, but I'd encourage people to seek it out.
1: Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel like if A24 had released it, it would have gone more buzz. Yeah, I feel like it's too weird for like a major studio, but it's good. It's a you know solid movie mm-hmm. and I thought, it's,
2: it's been
0: a oh sorry no i i just i thought the marketing was kind of weird for it and i i the trailer really i was like the second half of the trailer i was like why are they showing me this stuff this is definitely in the third act i, I don't want to see this and so yeah. I, I haven't seen a trailer since the first one um i think my, my father's coming down to visit this weekend and i think we're probably going to see it um he
2: loves I, alien space movies, so... Yeah.
1: It's, it's a good dad movie. It's a
2: very dad... Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, It's... I don't re- recall exactly what's in the tra- trailer, but it's not... It's not like a twisty movie, I don't think. Like, you could definitely, like, give away plot elements, for mm. sure, that it's, like, better not knowing going into it.
1: It's pretty straightforward. Like, yeah. the plot isn't weird. Just, like, the way it's told is pretty wacky
2: interesting. and it's like like very deliberately slow paced which i didn't have a problem with it's like just over two hours long um but it's really dense like there's a lot of stuff that happens but it also still feels very it's still very much a slow burn which is interesting and that's not to say it's poorly paced necessarily i I, guess it does mean it's poorly I thought paced. it was
1: pretty poorly paced, <laughs> in my opinion. I we also watched it at like ten p.m. and I've gone like not a lot of sleep recently, so <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can deal with this right now. I need a little bit more.
0: So yeah. I, I've heard that I've heard that it's a kind of a slower slower movie, and uh, oh for sure. So let me ask you this, and I'm not saying to compare the two movies, but when it comes to pacing and it comes to performances, uh, how does it
2: compare to something like Arrival? Um. I think, you know, Arrival is like, as I have time away from that movie, it's just like one of my favorite movies I think I've ever seen. I think Arrival is like an absolute masterpiece. Um, I feel like Arrival is way more emotionally, um, like it sticks with you a little bit more than Ad Astra does. Like Ad Astra definitely has like a heart to it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I don't think it's necessarily the point because... Like Brad Pitt's character is like very cold And doesn't really feel anything And it's just kind of like The psychological effect Being in space for a really long time takes on someone Oh, um, interesting, okay And like there's there's a lot there too About like, oh Um Like your relationship to family
0: Right, and I think that's and, kind of where The The, um, the arrival um, Comparisons kind of have been Slipped in, to me anyways Yeah Mm-hmm. I can um, definitely see that. Uh anything else you want to say about Ad Astra? Uh, go see it. You guys
2: would recommend it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It feels like an IMAX movie. I know people who saw it in IMAX. Um so maybe if you can see it in IMAX.
1: If you, you like should. High Life, you should watch it. Or watch
2: High Life. I, I mean
1: High Life is better. High but, Life was ooh. an A
2: twenty four space movie that came out earlier this year yeah robert pattinson that was fantastic
0: that's a movie that i haven't seen and i it's on my list i um, oh
1: you should it's magnificent
0: definitely want to i i um paloma i don't know if you know this but i, I have a five-month-old child and he, yes he, he rules the house so um, if it's <laughs> I not, think he might like highlight there's a baby in the movie
1: <laughs> there's a really cute baby that is true
0: well, we've already had to cut back his Motown Magic time, so um, he's watching. Too <laughs> What's much... your
1: media hot take, Motel Magic?
0: Yeah, Exactly, um, Paloma. Do you wanna you wanna give us your uh, media hot take?
1: Yes, I have recently been every time I walk to class or basically do anything that doesn't require my full attention. I've been listening to a Twin, Peek, Twin Peaks podcast, a podcast about. Twin Peaks, which is an entertainment weekly podcast, actually, by two uh, EW critics who went through while the revival of Twin Peaks was airing and, like, analyzed every episode and, like, basically, like, talked about it, talked about each episode for, like, two hours. And it's insane, like, how deep they get into, like, every aspect of things you don't think about when you're watching something like Twin Peaks. Because you kind of don't have time to because it's so wacky. You're like, what's going on? And you don't get to think about, like, how deep and how deliberate every choice is. And I just think it's a very interesting listen. If you like David Lynch or if you've seen Twin Peaks, I think it, it should be required listening for any Twin Peaks fan.
0: I'm not going to lie. I... I was going to ask you. So when you're talking, I was like, oh, I wonder how long these episodes are. And I I was thinking like the half hour, you know,
2: oh, maybe no. 45 <laughs> minutes. You said two hours. Uh-uh. I was like, holy shit. That's... This is for every episode of Twin Peaks.
1: I mean, to be fair, the episodes in the revival are all an hour long.
2: Oh, I thought you're talking about like even the first two seasons.
1: No, no, they do like they did like a recap of the first season mm-hmm. and a recap of the second season. And those are like an hour each. Oh, okay. Uh And then they go into, like, the revival. And the revival is, like, 18 hours. So I think they have about, like, 18-ish hours of podcast worth, like, in total. Okay. I'm still listening through it. I tried to listen, like, every time, like, after I watched an episode of the revival for the first Mm. time. But I found that it was, like, a little too much analyzing when I still hadn't finished, like, processing it and watching it by myself. And now that I've had, like, some months to, like, think about it. It's a really cool listen.
0: So you would say that you – you would recommend maybe watching or finishing uh, Twin Peaks before you listen to the show?
1: Yes, for sure.
0: That's interesting. So there's – I feel like this is a popular thing right now and there's a lot of podcasts like this out there. Um, There was one – I mean there's been many of them, but um, the one that I most recently uh, started listening to was um, – one about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which uh, I, I drew. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast or not. I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, so there was a podcast, and it was basically they were dissecting. I, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but um, I felt the same way. I was like, if I you know I tried to watch an episode and then go listen to to the episode that corresponded with the episode, and I found myself um, because you because i knew what happened Uh, i was more engaged but i thought to myself like man there's things that i'm i don't remember and i don't uh it's been so long since i watched the show in its entirety um it didn't i didn't feel connected to the podcast and i actually i kind of stopped listening um but again there's like seven seasons with 22 episodes per season of (laughs) buffy that's a way different task than something like twin peaks right
1: Yeah, I mean, I watched all of Twin Peaks this summer in, like, two months-ish. But I was also watching, like, two or three episodes a day. (laughs) So that was, like, it's long because there's, like, two first seasons plus a movie plus, like, the 18 hours of the revival if you want to watch all of it. Right. But it's also very, very bingeable. And, like, because, like, most of the original seasons aren't as, like, crazy as the return so it's a lot more like light and easy to watch and then when you get to the return and it's like full like all the 18 hours are directed by lynch which like it wasn't in the original he only directed like maybe a total of 10 episodes um but like the whole return is directed by lynch so like that 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 definitely does something
0: yeah did do they review the the movie
1: yeah, they, talk, they have an episode about the movie.
0: Interesting. Which I
1: thought was really cool because the movie is a really controversial part of the whole Twin Peaks For sure. lore, For sure. cinematic universe, uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the
2: TPCU. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that. But
1: I I personally love Fire Walk With Me. I think it's a great movie, but it is controversial, and they analyze it in a really interesting way, and I thought all they had to say about it was was pretty cool.
0: Well, cool. So that's, um, <laughs> repeat the name of the podcast again. The.
1: It's a Twin Peaks podcast, a podcast about Twin Peaks.
2: Okay. Uh, it's kind of like a. It's a good N- thing you explained it.
1: What? It's a good thing you explained <laughs>
2: what it was about.
1: Yeah. No, they say that all the Twin Peaks podcast names, like all the good ones, were already taken. So oh, they I'm had sure. to just, like, go, like, bare bones. Like, what's this podcast and what's it about?
0: <laughs> right. So. Um, I I'm tempted if I had more time to do to listen to this because I the first season of Twin Peaks uh, I'm an old man if you didn't know this already and <laughs> I remember watching it when it came out and my parents were like you can't watch the show uh and so when I got older like I remember watching like three or four episodes and be like what is this and then when I got older yeah. and was able to go to Blockbuster I <laughs> would rent I rented the first season um it was like three three DVDs I think that I had to rent to watch the entire first season and i was obsessed with twin peaks and same thing with firewalk with me i loved that movie at a young age Mm -hmm. uh and then when i saw it was on netflix i like tried to get my wife to watch it and she was not not down for it um but uh i ought to be honest with you i haven't i haven't watched the new season i haven't you
1: should it's the best season in my opinion i i i like when it was, my both, my dad is, like, a big fan of Twin Peaks, because he watched it when it came out, um, and my brother, like, got into it, like, as the revival, like, as the return was coming out, so they, like, watched it, the return, like, as it was coming out, and I was like, I'm not watching this, this is too weird, like, wow, this is gross, and then this summer, they finally, like, made me watch it, like, made me sit down and watch it and i was like wow i can't believe i didn't watch this sooner
0: they strapped you in a chair clockwork orange style and made you watch it
1: i mean that was like like the first episode and then (laughs) i was like willing from then on Uh, i was like i'm i've been entrapped in this universe
0: well that's cool i i think uh uh at the very least i need to get back on the twin peaks train for sure um anything else about the uh, podcast or twin peaks uh, before we move on um not really all right. So my media hot take. Um, I so I know Drew. You said you you are familiar with the show, but you haven't watched it. Paloma, mm-hmm. have you watched uh, Letter Kenny?
1: I have not.
0: So uh, my former co-host uh, Colin sent me a text message uh about i want to say about a month ago you know what a real podcast host would have done they would have pulled this up before <laughs> they started talking about it um uh, <laughs> instead i'm going to pull it up as i'm talking about it um but he he was like uh you have to watch the show it's called letterkenny um he even sent me uh, he, he even sent me his Hulu login. I have Hulu, but he was like, "You have to watch this. Here's my login. If you don't watch it, I'm gonna be pissed at you." Uh, so he said, "Have you seen Letterkenny?" I just put it on to do laundry, and immediately I'm hooked. Eleven out of ten dialogue. Brian, you have to watch this show. And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I've got to text you back." Blah, blah, blah. And uh, he said, "They're 24 minutes, six to seven seasons. Halfway through the second season, the character writing is so good. I just, uh, I just." or I asked him how he watched it, blah, blah, whatever, so it's on Hulu, uh, anyways, so, yeah, so I, I took him up, you know, Colin and I have very, when it comes to humor, we're, we're very similar, um, and this show, guys, this show is probably the funniest thing I've seen since, I mean... There's not a lot of funny stuff anymore. Uh, maybe Popstar. I mean, it's not anything <laughs> like Popstar, but I, I to laugh at something this hard, it's been a long time. Uh, I yep. can't think of a single may, – maybe all – so the way I compare the show and the way I, I tell – because I've been telling everybody about the show, people I work with, random people I meet on the street. I'm just like, hey, are you watching Letterkenny? <laughs> um, I I compare it to like a smarter, more polite, more woke version of Always Sunny. And okay. I know that that can either be a turnoff or that can even even that can even be like a high bar to set, but this the writing on the show is spectacular, and it's very consumable because the the episodes are you know twenty four minutes long, it's Canadian so there's another plus right uh, <laughs> yeah the dialogue another is percent. kind of thick to get through because there's lots of. Um, Canadianisms, Lots of words that I have no idea what they mean. In fact, Colin sent me a website that translates some of the things they're saying uh, into <laughs> English. But uh, once you catch on to the characters, Jared uh, Kiso, I think is how you say his name. He's the main character. He plays Wayne uh, and Jacob Tierney. They, they are the two uh, that made the show and created the show. And uh, it's basically jared's character wayne his best friend daryl his sister katie and their other friend dan or squirrely dan as he's known they run a um a produce stand at the end of their farm and they sit around and drink beers all day and then the town folk give them problems that's pretty much it so that's pretty much the the setup for the show uh it's great. If you like great dialogue and you like a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, highly, highly recommend Letterkenny. At the very least, give the, it a few uh, chances in the first season just to get to the second season. Um, yeah, I love it. I would say it's probably one of the uh, – have you guys watched Succession at all? Uh-oh. No. Succession on HBO is another uh, hilarious show, but it's that's like a – um yeah i forgot to put that that show is like morbid and like rich people doing bad things to each other this is this is has a lot of heart and a lot of fun and like i said
2: it's like woke always sunny i can't i think of a better uh that seems like it's comparison. up my alley though i'm a huge uh it's always sunny fan and i've seen clips from letter kenny too that <clears throat> that i don't know it. Scratches a certain itch that I feel like not a lot of shows recently have, other than like Nathan for you, maybe.
1: That that's one where Drew is like, "Here's my Hulu login, please watch that's, Nathan yeah, for
0: you." That's yeah, that's better, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could definitely see the I could definitely see the sensibilities. I mean, I, I love Nathan for you too, um, but yeah. So uh, hopefully, you guys get a chance to watch it. If any of the listeners, if you want to watch something that's a little bit light, easy to consume, and you have Hulu you might as well watch Letterkenny. Why not? You know, or I mean, you can I just
2: ask Colin for his password. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> ask Colin for his password. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for Media Hot Takes. Uh, before we move into a review of Hustlers, um, I'm going to tell everyone out there to email the podcast at cultofpop at gmail.com. That's called a pop with a K. And I would be remiss. I totally forgot about this. Actually, as soon as we finish here, I wrote a... Uh, a new blog post, a new article, and um, I'm really proud of it, Drew. I think it's going to be right up your alley. Um, so, are you okay, I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed, but at the same time excited to tell you the name of this, uh, uh, the title of this blog post. Okay. Uh, let me know what you think. It's called, If You Have a Netflix Account, You Must Read
2: This Post. Is that too clickbait you know, I think, or not clickbait think- enough? I think it's going to going to get some clicks, you know, I think yeah. people are going to see that. As a Netflix account holder myself, I will be reading this article. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That
1: that'll get a click out of me. Awesome,
2: sweet. So basically it, I'm lay I lay
0: out my vision for how and why Apple is going to buy Netflix. So, it's kind of nerdy. There's uh, I put a lot of work into it. Like I said, I'm proud of it. Um, but if you get a chance uh, read it. It'll be, by the time this podcast posts and listeners hear it, the article will be on dot Um, no update really from Travis. He just, uh, told, he just got back to the country and told me that the website, um, is having issues. Uh, the new website that he's building, not the one we currently have that looks like garbage. It still looks like garbage, but, uh, it's readable. It doesn't, it's, it's not the worst thing on, on the planet earth. So, uh, yeah, read my article that's coming out. And then also, uh, email the podcast called pop at com. All right, here we go. Hustlers. Uh, can, let me ask you while I'm looking up the cast and director and all that stuff. Um, why did you guys choose to see Hustlers?
2: We didn't see it the opening weekend. We saw it, I think like the next Tuesday.
1: Yeah. So, uh, showcase does, if you sign up for their like rewards program, they do uh, $5 Tuesdays, so we've just been going to movies on Tuesdays because it's a lot cheaper. Um, and we were originally going to see The Goldfinch, which is what came out the weekend before, because we were both really excited for it, big Ansel Elgort fan, and... and- we're like, oh, this looks good, and then all the reviews came <laughs> then in. It came out. And then I was like, oh, Hustlers doesn't really look good, and then all the reviews for Hustlers came <laughs> out, and it was the opposite. So we're like, how about we watch Hustlers instead? So yeah.
0: Okay, so that's very interesting. So uh, I, my wife, we had we, you know, again, we had a baby recently. We hadn't had a date night. Her birthday was uh, a couple days ago, and so we got a babysitter and we went to dinner. And I said, hey what movie do you want to watch? And she's like, well, what's out. And so I played her pretty much every trailer of every <laughs> movie that was out. And she would all, oh, I should wanted to see it too so bad. And so I was assuming that that was what it was going to be. And then she out of left field. She's like, I want to watch hustlers. And I was like, you want to watch a movie about strippers? Like I was just completely shocked. <laughs> My wife is the most wholesome person you'll ever meet. And, and so I was really shocked. And, um, but I was like, okay, cool. This, let's go see it. So, uh I, I you know, this was a movie that I was never expecting to see outside of maybe uh a home alone like I was home alone and I haven't you know, I wanted to see it, especially all the buzz that was surrounding it. You know, yeah. like reviews were really good. There's like talk of Jennifer Lopez getting nominated for an Oscar and all and all this crazy stuff. And so I was super intrigued by it. Um, just for those that don't know, uh it's inspired by the New York magazine article uh about a crew of strippers that basically fleeced and grifted uh, a bunch of wall street clients out of money. Uh, the director is Lauren Scar. I'm terrible at names. Scarf Scafaria. S- is that right? Not sure. Uh, Bo Burnham's S- S- girlfriend S- though. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Can yeah. You, wait, say, say that uh, Paloma. How do you say it?
1: Scafaria. Scafaria. Okay.
0: Like how you say it? Okay. Interesting. So, uh, she's written a couple movies that I actually really like. Um, I, people are going to laugh at me, but Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I really enjoyed that movie. She's written for <laughs> – um, she had an episode of Children's Hospital she did, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, a movie that I actually really enjoyed too. Um, and then Hustlers. And then, of course, she also directed this. So this was swooped up by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell almost as soon as the article was released and they started developing the movie with um, – scarfaria scafaria
1: scafaria
0: scafaria okay um well that'll probably be the last she's time. gonna be
2: so mad when she hears this
0: <laughs> i know right <laughs> uh, uh she's not gonna definitely not gonna let me read her eulogy now um <laughs> so that'll that'll probably be the last time i say her name because i uh, i'm terrible with uh, names uh but anyway so it starts constance constance Wu, jennifer lopez julia styles uh um uh, who we'll see who else uh Usher, Cardi B. Usher, Cardi uh, B.
1: Lizzo.
0: Lizzo, yes. Um Kiki Palmer, Lily oh, yeah. Reinhardt, um GE. Oh yeah,
1: that's a girl from Riverdale.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Um there's some there's some other faces that you might see and you might recognize. Uh I I assume there's some probably some porn stars in this somewhere. <laughs> I'm um, sure there are. Yeah. Um but yeah, that pretty much sums it up. So I'm gonna start off with um, I just I want to give my thoughts on the movie because usually I, I let the guests do it first, but I feel like I need your guys' help to really come to terms with this movie, um, because I enjoyed it a lot, and um, not for the typical reasons. People have not seen this movie are like, oh yeah, you you know, it's t- TNA and it's Jennifer Lopez, you know, stripping. Honestly, guys, there's not a whole lot of stripping in this movie. Am I right or am I wrong? It's yeah,
2: mostly dressed people.
1: Yeah, right. I wish there was more Cardi B stripping.
0: I was completely shocked by that, and I even said to my wife afterwards, who has never been to a strip club, and I don't know if you guys have been to a strip club. I've been to a couple, not like I frequent them or anything, and it's not my favorite place <laughs> to be. Uh, but no, they like me for who I am. <laughs> we have good. Com- I have good conversations at the strip club. Let me tell you. Uh, um. W- w- uh, so basically, I was like, "Do you feel like you know what it's like to be at a strip club from watching this movie?" And she was like. I don't know, maybe, and I'm like, I'm telling you, you don't. That's not what a strip club's like. It, not that it glorified stripping in any way, but, like, just the whole atmosphere of a strip club. Maybe I was going going to the wrong strip clubs or something, but <laughs> I just, I felt like the whole idea um, of what it means to be a stripper, you know, there's a the scene where Constance Wu talks about, you know, basically where she uh, gives the guy oral sex in exchange for uh, the, the money that is not, you know, it was supposed to be $300, ends up being 60 You know, that's like, a, that was, that's not even stripping. I mean, not, not, now we're going into prostitution. So, I, I don't know, I just felt really weird because I didn't feel like the movie was grounded enough in the reality of what it means to actually live this lifestyle and be a stripper. I felt like the pacing of the movie was a tad off, and we spent a lot of time building up to the grift. And I'm not even sure I understand the grift completely. It felt very um, Hollywoodized, I guess. It felt way too uh, simplistic. I'm like, are they even really doing anything crazy wrong here? I mean, I know it's wrong, but like, how would they get caught if they were doing this? So I, yeah. I, I just, I, I felt like this movie could have been, it's crazy to say, it could have been a half hour longer, and it could have been. Um uh, there could have been more stripping. Um, but more time spent actually with the girls in the strip club and getting to know them them as characters. That was the other thing, is I don't feel like the characters in this movie were very good. Um, but at the same time, I feel like Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez has both had excellent performances. Like Constance Wu, I feel like knocked out of the park. Um But at the same time it's like I don't know that I left this movie. Feeling like it told a complete story. Yeah, uh, I get that. Am I wrong? Okay, now no, you can. tell me. Tell me what I missed here.
1: Um, you know what? I think you're right in terms of the characters. I think the only two characters that are ever like actually developed are the two main characters. I feel like a lot of the other characters just kind of show up, and they're supposed to be like a more main part of it because they're still like some of the bigger names on. Like the cast list, like some of the top names on on the cast list, and they like like Lily Ryan Hart. She like her whole thing is she pukes.
0: Right, right. But we
1: don't know anything about her, and she's supposed to be like one of the like founders of the whole like <laughs> exactly. thing. They yes. do, yeah, and yeah. And I that's like one of the things that bothered me about it because I'm like I just want to know what her deal is. Like all we know is her parents kicked her out for stripping, and she pukes. <laughs>
0: Right. No, you nailed, you nailed it on the head. And that's kind of like my issue with the movie. And I I, 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 I want like I think we can get into a, a little bit more nuanced uh, review of the movie here in a minute. But I really wanted to have a female perspective on this because part of me was like, you know, not that there needed to be nudity in the movie. But I wanted to feel like some of the girls pain. And I, not in like a – I don't want it to sound like I'm being like some kind of um, masochist or like I want to like see them like, you know – Rubbing their boobs on some disgusting man's face for money, but like I just I didn't feel their plight at all, and it really I don't know it really bothered me in a, in, a, in a weird way, and I felt like as as odd as it is to say it felt almost uh, exploitative of the story. Like I don't know these women, I don't I didn't know the story until the movie came out, but it feels like they it made light of what these women actually went through and why they did what they did. And I all, know.
2: Sorry, go ahead. Some of the women involved didn't like approve of the movie. I don't know specifics of that story, but I know like it wasn't like after the movie was screened and like they yeah. had seen it, they're like, "Yeah, this is like they they weren't fans."
1: Yeah, I know the woman who uh, Jennifer Lopez's character is inspired by said said specifically she thought Cardi B would have been much better for that role. Oh wow! Because <laughs> she's like, that's who, like that's what I was like, like back then. Like, that's sure. what she said. Like, she, like she said, like, yeah, Jennifer Lopez, great performance, but I think she's, like, too, like, glamorous, like, not, like, mm. gritty enough for, like, what it was, you know?
0: Wow, that's, that. I mean, that says a lot right there. Jeez. Like, and, and, okay, this is the other thing with Cardi B. The fact that she actually did this to men in real life, or is that? Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, she did. That's basically what she did.
0: Like, this is, I mean, that's. I felt that as, like, another level of, like, wh- what is happening here? You, you're you hiring a woman to play a part in a movie of uh, something that, like, she was actually, like, participated in in another city. I think it was Miami, right? Miami or, or somewhere else. It wasn't this particular group of women. I, I I'm, don't want to convolute the two stories, but, like, I just was really taken back by the fact that she was cast in a movie. It was, like, really, I was like, that's a little bit too close to home.
1: Yeah, I feel like if anything, if she, like I think she should have had a more major role given that she's probably the one, the only one in that cast who actually has any experience being a stripper and like actually doing stuff of the likes of what they do in the movie. So I feel like she definitely could have had a more like maybe not a more major role, but at least more of like like she should have said Something about like how I don't know because I feel like she she definitely knows what it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Because she's like only become famous in the past like couple of years, like she was stripping up until like really recently, right. so like it's not like it was like in the 80s that she was stripping, like it was literally like five years ago. I so, mean,
0: didn't she get plucked from like wasn't it lo- like uh, some like uh, hip hop and love or something like that?
2: Oh, the show. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She was on some yeah, reality so. show.
0: Right. So like she is like fresh out of a yeah. pretty rough life. You're right. Like, do you so Paloma, let me ask you this. Like, so do you feel like the portrayal of women in this movie like like how do you feel about that portrayal? Like, do you feel like it did a good job of like empowering these women, or was it just like I, like, obviously, they're doing something that's wrong and, you know, taking advantage of people in a different way. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like in some ways they were painted as heroes in the movie and the the, the gray line that they were towing wasn't completely filled in.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, women in this movie are portrayed way better than if... A man had written or directed this movie Mm. But I still Think it's definitely like It's clear that like It's one of like Her first movies that she's Like directing and stuff Like it's clear that it's like not Like she's not a super experienced Director or a super experienced writer Um And like I think it shows With the fact that like I think the two main Characters are really well written But I think none of the other characters are. So I think it shows that she has a lot of potential and, like, she can write good characters, especially, like, I think that also, like, they're really elevated by the two performances, like Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu are amazing in this movie. But I feel like there's a lot of wasted potential because I feel like a lot of the other actresses did a really good job, but they could have done a lot better if it was, like, if their characters were more well-written and I feel like that kind of ruins the fact that the, like, two main characters, because, like, we're used to having, like, yeah, like, we'll have, like, one well-written female character in a movie, but then all the, like, background characters are just, like, throwaway stereotypes, like, mm-hmm. two personality trait type characters. And that's what bothers me the most, because, like, we've had well-written main female characters since, like the 40s like right yeah like there's there, like Philadelphia story is a great example of a really well-written main female character where like every other female character in that movie is like a throwaway and I feel like the same thing happens in this movie and this movie is written and directed by a woman in 2019 not a man in the 40s and I feel like that definitely I don't know that to me is kind of upsetting but it's also like you have to take into account that it's not like someone who's been making movies for like 40 years too. So like, I don't know.
0: I
2: think it's significant too. Or sorry.
0: No, no. I was gonna say you nailed on head. That's actually like, I'm not, that's not what I, what I was going to say is that's exactly like what I was dealing with when I was grasping with. And I didn't feel like I could necessarily, uh, put that into an eloquent, eloquent, um, as you did I think you you summed up how I felt about it too and that's exactly that's kind of what I was dealing with in leaving the movies I felt that way but but then I didn't feel right feeling that way and I I, I think you you nailed it uh, Drew go ahead tell me tell me about your um
2: you know I think it's a significant movie too because like it did financially decently like the theater we saw it in was like relatively full and it was a Tuesday night um like I think people saw it and a lot of Movies that come out now that are like, oh, here's like a cast of female characters. It's like, oh, what if it was Lady Ghostbusters? Or what if it was like Ocean's Eleven, but uh, girls? Yeah,
1: right. or, and or, it's like, a <laughs> or a new Charlie's Angels. Or a new Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Or what
2: if James Bond was a girl? And at that point, it's like, okay, are you only using the guise of like, oh, this is like the feminist Ghostbusters mm-hmm. movie as a means of like profiting off yeah, of women? Like and saving and, your asses. Yeah. And when you can make a movie that stands on its own without being like, oh, it's the Ghostbusters, again, but they're girls. Like, tell an original story in some capacity. Yeah. Like, I think that has... It's a significant movie in that regard. Not that movies like that haven't existed in the past.
1: Oh, but I think it's significant, especially now, given that, like, as you said, pretty much most, like, all-female sort of movie casts have been, like, remakes of something. But, like, what if they were girls? Yeah, like, right. that's the whole thing. Ocean's and eight. like. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it is really significant to have, like... I mean, even, like, having an original movie right now is kind of odd. Like, it's kind of odd. (laughs) Like, we're getting so many remakes. And this is an original movie and also, like, basically a whole female cast. Bar, like, Usher.
2: Yeah. That Usher (laughs) scene, can we also talk about... Oh, God, yeah, please do. Moment of the year, honestly... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for those who haven't seen the movie I don't. this is not a spoiler but there's Usher as a cameo that has no bearing on the plot where all the strippers get really excited like oh my god Usher's here then they all get on stage at once and strip for Usher and Usher's just like standing there sh- like putting like bands of bills in girls waistbands and like
1: he's just showing oh
2: it's amazing it's... it's like four minutes long
1: <laughs> I also didn't notice Jeezy was in this movie yeah until I read it on Twitter, which I think is funny, because he's just like the most like plain-looking white guy. Yeah, so I was, like, okay. oh, he could literally just be like any man at this. Like, yeah. If I didn't know who G Easy was, you could like screen cap any scene from like the strip club and Hustlers, and I could point <laughs> yeah. out like five dudes who like, oh, is that G Easy? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, right, right.
1: Usher, at least like I know what he looks like. Oh,
2: and that scene was Usher's scene. <laughs> oh,
1: that was Usher. <laughs>
2: I, I
0: I hope that that really happened because I, here's the thing: if it didn't happen in like the the story of these women, I guarantee that has happened. That is a real thing that has happened.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I I remember that when that when that, like when that happened, that moment in the movie, I I felt this bliss that I can't explain <laughs> because honestly, like I was expecting to feel. Uh, I was expecting to spend more time in the strip club. I expected to hear more uh, mid-2000s club rap music. And I was expecting to feel a little nostalgia, honestly, and I didn't. And then so the moment that Usher comes in and and they're playing his music, I was just like, this is is glorious. It really, it was, you said moment of the year. I I definitely think that was the biggest smile I've had in the theater all year.
2: Yeah. Brian, I don't know if you're from. With the video that made its rounds on Twitter like late last year, early this year, uh, boy, boy, West Coast, you was at the club. No, sorry, <laughs> okay. I, I highly recommend looking this up after, but that scene just like radiates the same energy that that viral video does, and I highly recommend everybody. Look Drew it up.
1: would not stop playing that video for like three months, like that's all he talked about. He probably sent it to me on Twitter in like different iterations and like different memes people had made about it like twice a day for like three months and i was like please can we be done with this and then he did a genius interview and so everyone went insane over it i was like i i've had enough (laughs) but this um scene i don't think i could get enough of
0: fair yeah uh when she asks, "What's your name?" and he says, "Usher," I, uh, I, I literally almost came. I, if if I was watching it at home, I probably would have. Uh, I, I didn't want to get kicked out of the out of the theater.
2: That was just why? Couldn't, why? Yeah, I want an Usher stripping scene.
1: No, I feel like. I also love that in this cinematic universe, uh, Usher exists, but Jennifer Lopez doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I imagine, like, Usher walking into a strip club being like, oh, shit, that's (laughs) J-Lo. Right, exactly. And he doesn't. He just, like, puts some, like, ones in her waistband. Like, bro, that's kind of He's a high roller.
0: (laughs) Can we also, real quick, just praise Jennifer Lopez for being, like, just... Uh, she's obviously a god, right? She's a goddess. She, she, she's never oh. aged a day in her life. She was. Isn't
1: she like forty five?
0: I think she's in her fifties.
1: What? How does Who's she have those she abs? I,
0: she is. She is a modern day marvel. She is a. We need to. She is a national prize, and we need to enjoy her for every minute that we have her.
1: It, it's insane. I read this Cosmo article about someone who tried to do like the training she did for this movie and they like almost died like five days. In.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I mean, she is a, she, I just, I, I like, I mean, we, everybody knows she's an excellent dancer. That's like kind of what she was known for, but mm-hmm. the woman has not lost a step, man. She, and she does not like her face hasn't changed. Her body hasn't changed. I, I, I am almost certain she could beat me up like without question. Um, I want to see more Jennifer Lopez. To be honest with you, that's what. Yeah, she's fifty. She turned fifty this year. Um, that's what I want to see. I, I want to see her more in more movies. I know she has the. I don't know if you guys know this. She's the Super time, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show this year. Um, oh, is she? Oh, I
1: did not know that. Yeah.
0: So I think we're in the we're in a uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez assance which I'm I'm here for. I'm I'm ready for. After this performance in this movie, I need more J Lo in my life. To be honest with you. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the the one Jennifer Lopez performance I always think of when I remember she's done acting is The Wedding Planner with Matthew McConaughey. I yes. don't know if any of you are familiar yeah. with this movie, but I just have a really vivid memory of watching this movie when I was like seven with my grandfather at like 4 p.m. on a Sunday. And it just brings back so many memories and that's all I can think of is Jennifer Lopez like being like run over by a car or whatever she is and like Matthew McConaughey saving her and like I don't even remember anything else about this movie but that's like the one standout moment of her career that I remember very vividly and it made me really happy to see her do something that isn't that. She brings people (laughs) together.
0: Yeah exactly. You know, she, ha- she hasn't done a lot of movies uh, in the last probably, I don't know, decade or so. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm not a very big, um, uh, oh my God, just the director's name just went out of my head. I do this all all the time, and I will refuse to. Lorraine? Uh, I'm sorry, what? The director of this movie? No, 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 no. Um, Soderbergh, Steven Soderbergh. God, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I'm, oh. I'm not a very big Soderbergh fan. Um, but she, of course, was in Out of Sight with George Clooney, which I mm-hmm. think is one of, um, Soderbergh's better movies, honestly. And, uh, her performance in that is outstanding. If you, if you haven't seen that movie and you want to see good acting by Jennifer Lopez, watch Out of Sight. Um, and then the, the other one is, uh, Gigli. No, I'm just joking. It's not Gigli. Um, that movie's <laughs> terrible. Um, is, uh the cell which got terrible reviews but I actually really like that movie it's got Vince Vaughn and Vincent D'Onofrio it's super trippy um and it's it's one of the wackiest uh movies uh, I think I've ever seen so uh if you want more J-Lo I would recommend
2: the cell and uh out of sight for sure um Maybe we see like a, a Jennifer Lopez directed film.
1: I've been I've been in the soon. mood for J Lo ever since I yeah. watched Hustlers. I've been I've been in a J Lo kick. Um, you
0: know? Have you seen Out of Sight or The Cell? I
1: have not seen either, so you know, I might check those out.
0: Drew, it's have you seen? the year of Jennifer? Lopez. I, I have not. Put it on your list. There you go. Perfect date but, night well, movie is Out of Sight. It really is a romantic and kind of um, uh, one of those movies where uh. It's it's Soderbergh at his best, and I it, the things I hate about Steven Soderbergh is, are kind of kind of fall by the wayside in that movie. Um, the Cell is not a good date movie. There's some really weird shit happening in that, um, but it's it's a fun movie. It's okay. Uh,
2: we saw we saw a climax
0: together. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, yeah, you, you you've date. talked about it that. I didn't know you t- ten boy. out of
1: ten date movie. <laughs> <laughs> God.
0: Um. Wow. Uh. Yeah. That was a movie that I was intrigued by, uh, but I, cause I, I like Sophie Bonatella, but I had Gaspar Noé is just, he is, he is something else. Um, so is there anything else you, either of you want to say a, about this movie, Drew? Do you, do we give you enough airtime? Do you, do you need? No, to say I think, else?
2: I think you guys covered everything that I was said. Um, it was a movie that coming out of it, I was like, yeah, that was really entertaining. And I don't know that I have, like, I had like a deep and, Political opinion on it coming out but it's like yeah that was fun i liked it um one thing actually the structure of the movie i thought was interesting where it does like the the one interview cutting back and forth that reminded me a lot of american animals which is another movie they don't shut up about because i think it's really great uh came out last year and then i just started thinking about more and more about those movies being kind of similar um but yeah you know if anybody out there hasn't seen american Animals. If you enjoyed hustlers and wish it was about uh, college white boys. boys, yeah. Literally the opposite. <laughs> if it was about people like it's me. like it's
1: like it's like female Ghostbusters, but this is like boy hustlers. <laughs> boy hustlers yeah, there you go. Yeah, stealing with no paintings.
0: Yeah, stealing paintings.
1: <laughs> no stripping.
0: I honestly I do like that comparison though. I you turned me on to American Animals and ended up making my top ten. Um I, I really enjoyed that movie a lot. And and I do see the comparison that you're making there uh with the structure of the movie. And, um, but one thing that American animals did, I think a little bit better. This movie is something that Paloma has already hit on and that's the side characters. You know, you can make yeah. this movie about Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez, but we really need those other characters. And yeah. this, is, this is the other thing and this is the other point I'll make. And then Paloma, I'll let you close this out. Um, and I, this is kind of what I was trying to say earlier and I failed to in, I think I have, uh, dad brain, if that's a thing, um, <laughs> is the strip club needed to be its own character. And I don't think that that was a real thing, um, particularly because they used the same strip club. You know, they had, what are they called her mom or ma'am, or whatever the, the lady running the club's name was. But I yeah. never felt like the actual strip club uh, was a character. Like, we we understood there was a back entrance and we understood that there was... You know, a champagne room and this and that. But I don't feel like the actual strip club was a character. And we didn't get an understanding of who the normal clientele necessarily was. We had a couple of those characters. You know, um, the – I can't remember his name. The, the the chubby guy who they stole a bunch of money from. Anyways, yeah. but I I just – I felt like we needed to, to see – I needed to – I needed that club to be – the, the bar in Cheers or the coffee mm-hmm. shop in Friends. I, two. I don't know why those things popped in my head, but I need. I needed that. I needed that, and I. I just. I think that that is kind of that kind of bothered me too. Is that it, it didn't feel like a real place to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the one moment where I kind of felt that, like maybe it was in like like more of like an actual character in this movie was like when they first cut to like two. 2008 recession and it's like they show how like deeply the club has been affected uh yeah yeah and i that was a moment like i was expecting when i went into this movie i was like yeah like i think like the first 30 minutes will be like fun like cardi b be stripping (laughs) and then the rest of it will be like focused on like either like how great that is, like, before the recession and, like, how gritty it was afterwards, like, mm-hmm. what the women had to do. And, yeah, like, there was that one scene where, like, constant move goes down on this man for, like, 60 bucks. But I feel like I wanted more of that. Um Like, more – because I feel like you, like, you root for these women – for the wrong reasons in this movie. Like, I feel like I I wish this movie had made me root for these women because I understood their, like, pain. But this just kind of made me root for them because I thought what they were doing was kind of (laughs) rad. Right. (laughs) Like, Like, that's kind of it. Like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, they're, like, stealing from, like, tiny gross men. Like, you know, that's cool. I can get behind that. But they... Like, it wasn't because I was, like, wow, these women are, like... Because, like, Jennifer Lopez seems to be doing perfectly fine for herself. She's, like, you know, she has, has her own, house. like, sw- swimmer right. line. She has, like, her lovely child who loves her and, like, whatever. Um, Constance Wu, like, has a baby and, like, is freaking out. But then, like, the minute she goes back, like, Jennifer Lopez is, like, stay with us. And then there's, like, one, that one scene where, like, they dance with her grandma and, like, everything... And I'm like, like yeah, like this is nice and like this is fun. And I, I enjoyed the movie a lot because I thought it was a really fun movie. But I do wish it had been, like, darker.
2: Yeah, there's, like, a level of sheen and silliness, like, on top of the entire thing. That but I think, I think trivializes it. Like, yeah, and to properly tell the story and to, like, really sell, like, how hard this life is can't be there the whole time. And I feel like it never really went away. And, you know, like, it... It kind of takes the tone of, like, oh, we're doing, like, a fun heist movie. Yeah, and it's, like... it like, felt like an Ocean's movie.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I was thinking about that I read someone someone's review talking about, this, it's, like, all the people who are, like, oh, we should legalize sex work because women do it, like, for pleasure and for fun. But then you have to think about all the women who, like, strictly do it for money and because they have right. nothing else to do and these are the women who strictly yeah. do it for money and strictly like just because they have nothing to do and it's horrible for them and they get right. treated horribly and we don't see that in this movie because yeah. we go from like oh that i'm stripping for usher like it's really fun to them drugging men and stealing from them and it's fun because the men don't do anything to them because they're like conked out <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, right i think Gaspar no should have directed this oh god
1: so, <laughs> I myself <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the theater.
0: No, I, so you guys both summed it up, and that's exactly how I felt about the movie, and I, I was really struggling to say it, because I, I didn't want to come off as, like, uh, I, 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 not, not that I don't think that my opinion could be valid. I'm not one of those people that buy into the thing of, like, oh, I'm a white male, so I can't have an opinion, but, like, I felt like my wife enjoyed this movie so much. The reviews were so good. Um, I... Everybody I talked to that had seen it like loved it and they were like yeah, you know. And I just was like I didn't feel the whole girl power aspect of it and it, for for precisely what you said, I think the sex work aspect of what you were saying is 100% accurate and the way that they, you know, the, the whole idea of stripping in the beginning is like, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. This is chill. And you never – like you said, you never see Jennifer Lopez struggle. And at the end of the movie, she kind of talks about her struggle a little bit. Oh, you know, I didn't graduate high school. I came from here, da 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 And it's like these – like you said, these women are stripping because they didn't come from the best backgrounds or they were forced into it by someone or they – had a kid and they the the father left and this was the only way that they could provide for this child and in, in a city that where stuff is super expensive you know so I, I don't know I just I, I'm with you that's exactly the way I felt and I I, I appreciate the way that you guys both kind of laid it out there because it makes me feel a little bit better about liking the movie and it feels me it makes me feel a little bit better about the way I truly do feel about this movie and um, expressing that. I think uh, I'm just going to refer people to your guys' reviews of this. So, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on. i like
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, no problem.
2: Go ahead, Drew. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I think like yeah, and the movie definitely touches on a lot of those things that you mentioned, but then there're scenes where it's like, "Oh, we're watching like bad moms." Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, we're drinking champagne in this like really fancy penthouse." Yeah. And it's like, "Wow, this is like totally Yeah,
1: like, it's weird kind shift of inconsistent, me. especially like with the whole like part at the end i thought julia styles also did a great job mm, yes playing like a really just like very straight to the point like kind of emotionless being like hey tell me all about this um and like that's when the character is like literally like the last 20 minutes which is what annoyed me because they're like talking to her and like Constance Wu's telling her about like her mom leaving her and like Mm -hmm. Everything like and like just like her parents not being there for her when she grew up and her having her grandma and her grandma Struggling to like bring her up. Um, and like that's why she started stripping and like I wish because we get like an inkling of that at the beginning, but we never really I don't think we fully empathize with her like because like yeah We just kind of assume that she had a bad upbringing because like that's what the movie's about. It's about women who, like, have no choice but to strip. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really get to empathize with their story until the very end. And I feel like... I feel like there's two different movies in this movie. There's a movie where it's, like, it's a fun stripper heist movie, like... And I think that's totally valid and totally, like, very enjoyable. And I think it's one of the most enjoyable movies I've seen this year. And then there's, like, that part of we're actually trying to, like, dissect, you know, the evils of sex work and especially how the 2008 recession affected women of color specifically. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just two very different movies that didn't blend together quite well. And I don't know if that's, like, the writing's to blame for that or if the structure of the movie's to blame for that or what's to blame for that. But I think there's, like... There's a lot of potential, but I don't think it was, like, developed fully. And as you said, I feel like this... I would have tolerated another half hour of this movie. Like, totally. I would have been down if there was another half hour. And that meant we got a lot more into, like, the nitty-gritty, like, emotional aspects of the stories of these characters. But we didn't. We didn't... It's kind of, like, cut short.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. And I wonder if, you know, and again... We can speculate all day long, and we don't know, but I wonder if that was has to do with the fact that um the studios possibly could have said, "Hey, you need to keep this under two hours, you know probably I mean who we don't know what her original script looked like um you know she she may have, you know if this was somebody else she may have been they may they may have been given uh more leeway to go oh, yeah and, and I know
1: I know Bob Burnham yeah. made a post on Instagram like talking about like oh like urging people to see this movie being like oh like this is like my partner I love her whatever and he was talking about like how much she had to like push the studios to one let this movie be made and two let this movie be made by her because they wanted other people to direct it they didn't want her to direct it so that's probably what happened
0: yeah and uh, you know what uh i'll take what we've what we got because i do think it is is a quality film quality yeah. performances and i i like i said it was really enjoyable i had a lot of fun watching this movie i also it made me dig deeper into the story of what happened to these actually these women did and and uh maybe you know i i, I hope i'm not the only one that w- was more curious about this but mm-hmm. um i'll try to link to the story in the show notes uh anything else you guys want to say before we close this thing out I think I'm good. Yeah, me too. Well, uh Paloma, thank you for being on the show. Uh, do you wanna plug anything? Anything you wanna t- you wanna Twitter follow, Letterboxd anything?
1: Not really. I
0: you know, <laughs> Stay if you away. follow
1: Drew on Twitter, he retweets me a lot. So there you go. the <laughs> only funny tweets on his Twitter are mine.
2: <laughs> Shots fired. Sure. Uh, Drew, anything anything for us? Uh, you can follow my Twitter at all prior things, and then like the only funny tweets that are on there. <laughs> Let the audience decide.
0: There, ooh, there we go. Maybe maybe I'll start a poll. So uh, <laughs> you can follow the show at Cold of Pop. Oh, side note, real real quick, I on, on the Cult of Pop Twitter, I said. Um, <laughs> I I was like, I'm taking my wife to a movie, which one should I make her see? And I listed I think Ad Astra, Cold of Pop, It Too or other. Uh there was one vote, and it was by a uh, listener, uh longtime listener, uh, Adam Etheridge from Across the Pond, and his he had other and he put Rambo, the new Rambo movie. Um <laughs> so uh even though he was the only person to vote, I did not make her see Rambo, i had let her choose. Uh but follow
1: Empowerment movie of the year. <laughs>
0: Starring an ex porn star. So, you know, yeah. oh, pro it's, sex it's work. pro
1: sex work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Call to Pop. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Brian Stevens KP. Facebook.com slash uh, Call to Pop. Call to Pop.com. Read my new article. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Guys, it's been a blast. Hopefully, we can do uh, a, a, a three a two-man, one-girl pod again. How about that? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Have a good one.
2: Bye. Bye.